So last week we talked about re, uh, uh, blessing the Lord at all times, right? And we saw how Israel, when they were uh, in the wilderness, how they did not really bless the Lord. And because they didn't really bless the Lord, they, when they got to the point of their, of their destination, of their destiny, they were not able to enter in because they, uh, they began to look at the things that, that were around them. The ten spies went and they saw the giants in the land, and that's all that they saw was the giants in the land. They did not remember all of the mighty works that God had did for them, right? They didn't remember that. They didn't remember that it was God that destroyed Israel, that destroyed Egypt for their sakes. They didn't remember when they got to the Red Sea that it was God that opened up the Red Sea for them. They didn't remember all of these things. So when it got to the point of their destination, when, uh, you know, they were to receive all that God had for them, their promised land, they weren't able to enter in. And that whole generation died out. They died out in the wilderness because they didn't know how to rejoice, huh? They didn't know how to rejoice and believe God to take them into their destiny. So it's important for us to understand that we have to bless the Lord at all times, amen? It, you know, that, that's the area that the enemy fights the most. It's us blessing the Lord, and, and God wants us to bless him. You know, I, there are two things, two areas that I want to talk about today in blessing the Lord. Number one is we need to learn how to bless the Lord for just being saved. Hallelujah. For just being saved. You know, it, it, it takes us to think about, to go back and to think about where we were. When we look at man and we look at how Adam uh, gave away his, uh, his rights in the Garden of Eden and how man was cursed. Come on now, the whole earth was cursed because of man and and. and Jesus, God told them in the garden that, that uh, now that they were going to have to work hard and till the land. And all before, the land just yielded the increase unto Adam. But now Adam had failed, and now uh, death was his portion, right? But God, in his great love for us, huh, he made a sacrifice. He himself came down in the form of flesh. Hallelujah. That's why his name is Emmanuel, God with us. And I think sometimes we forget that he is Emmanuel, that he is God with us. Hallelujah. And so uh, God came down and he died on the cross for us, took all of our sins, all of our burden, everything that, that, that we had to carry. He took all of that and, and, and uh, uh, released us back into life. Amen. Gave us life again in abundance to the full till it overflow. That now we don't have to die. Right? And we don't have to die. We don't have to live in, in a pitiful state, but we can live life in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is something to rejoice about. That we are no longer destined to die. Hallelujah. But we are destined to live. Amen? And so we should be enjoying our salvation. But there are so many of Christians that walk around, you know, like sourpusses. You know, don't never smiling, never have a smile on their face, never rejoicing, but just, you know, always burdened down. You know why? Because they are taking their own burdens, right? They're carrying their own burdens. They're not rejoicing in the Lord. They're not releasing these things unto God, but they're just carrying their own burden. And when we carry our burden, it's heavy, isn't it? Our own burdens are heavy. That's why Jesus said, give them to me. Let me carry them. I'm, I'm able to carry them. And so that our load can be light. We should be rejoicing in our salvation. We no longer have to.
to be condemned. Hallelujah. How we're no longer in living in condemnation for anything. Oh my God, that's a big one right there. That we no longer have to live in condemnation. Paul said in Romans 8, he said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We don't have to be condemned anymore. And we're not bound to the law anymore. Aren't you glad about that? Come on now. Back in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, they had to keep the law. And every time they they uh, 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 would fail, uh, uh, fail the law, they would go into death, right? But we don't have to worry about that no more. Because Christ, who is the law, is now living on the inside of us. And he fulfills the law through us. So we don't have to worry about, you know, keeping the law and, and doing all these things. Not only did they have the Ten Commandments, but they also had the 2,000 and something fence laws. Those laws were, were called fence laws because they were there to, you know, to help them keep the Ten Commandments. Can you imagine the burden of not only having to keep the Ten Commandments, but having to keep those 2,000 and something fence laws? We are no longer under that. Hallelujah. We are free this morning. We are free to serve God. We are free to worship Him. Hallelujah. We are free. Don't let the devil make you feel that you're not free, that you are, that you, you can't praise Him. Oh, the devil will come and try to give you all kinds of, of things to be condemned about. You don't have to be condemned this morning. You don't have to be condemned because Christ died for us. Hallelujah. We are free to worship Him. We are free to rejoice. That's something to rejoice about. We should be enjoying our salvation. Amen. We should be enjoying our life. And Jesus says in, um, in uh, uh, John 14, he said, John 14, 27, he said, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. Come on now. Huh? Not as the world gives. But the peace of the Lord, glory to God. You know, it's a real peace, right? It's not a peace that can be taken away, but it's a, it's a constant thing. It's a forever abiding thing. Why? Because the one who is peace is on the inside of us. And we have his peace. We have him on the inside of us. And so we got the peace. We got peace of mind. You know how it was when you were in the world, when you were, uh, what, before you were saved? You never had peace. You know, you had temporary peace, but it was never a, a, a constant peace, a, a forever abiding peace. It was just temporary. You had temporary joy. Uh, you may go to the party and, and you may dance at the party and you, you know, you may be having some fun, but, but it, it was so short and fleeting, wasn't it? But now that you have Jesus in your life, hallelujah, you can rejoice all the time, huh? We are forever rejoicing. We are forever partying. Oh, glory to God. It's a forever party with the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we can just praise God because he's good and his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what God wants us to do. He's to enjoy our life. Enjoy the salvation. Enjoy what he has given us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You know what? And then the other thing that he wants us to enjoy is enjoy uh, serving him. Amen. Enjoy serving him. We don't have to come to church. Come on now. Uh, and, and saying, oh, Lord, I, I got to get up on Sunday morning and go to church. 
No, we get up rejoicing. Come on, hallelujah. That we get to serve the Lord. We get to we get to worship him in his presence. It's a joy to serve God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to the word. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. We've got to enjoy our salvation. Deuteronomy 28. And let's begin at. Uh, he's talking about the, uh, the curses. That um, if Israel did not obey the Lord and keep his commandment and keep the covenant that just as the blessing would be upon them, if they didn't, if they kept it, if they didn't keep it, the curse would be upon them. And let's read what it says here in, in uh, verse, let's start at verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. And this is, this is the reason why. Listen carefully. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So they would go into bondage. Come on, let's, let's read the next one. Uh, Therefore thou shalt serve thy enemies which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. That is what would happen to them because they did not serve the Lord. What did, this, what did the scripture say? Because they didn't serve the Lord with what? Joyfulness and gladness of heart. And because they didn't, they would go into bondage. That their enemies would put a yoke upon them. Hallelujah. Uh, and they would go into bondage because they did not serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness. You see, when, and, and for us now that we are under grace, when we don't serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart, you know why we go and it appears that we are in bondage? It's because we are not seeing the good that God has. Hallelujah. We're not seeing, we don't even see the ways that he's made. We're not even worshiping him for the abundance of all things. So that makes us to know that our, that, that it's connected to our faith. Amen. Because if you believe God, that you, if you believe that he has given you everything in the kingdom of heaven, if you believe that you have, you have plenty, uh, if you believe that you're blessed in your storehouses, if you believe all of these things, then you would, what, rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Oh, my God. See, it's connected to your faith. Uh, if you actually believe him, believe all that he's done, there will be no reason for you to, re to, to be sad, to be heavy, to be uh, depressed. Huh? You would be rejoicing because you know that God has already worked it out. Hallelujah. No matter what it is, God has already worked it out. So I can get up in the morning and I got a spring in my step. Hallelujah. I'm not dragging down in the morning. I'm, in, I'm re rejoicing. I'm enjoying my salvation. I'm rejoicing. I'm, rejo I'm enjoying God. I'm enjoying serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he has provided everything for me. He has provided everything for you. Glory to God. Aren't you glad about it? Hallelujah. That you lack nothing. Glory to God. You lack nothing in him. 
He has provided all things for us. Hallelujah. Look at, look at, let's go to, uh, let's go to, uh, First Timothy. Hallelujah. Now, but before we go to First Timothy, let's go to Ephesians chapter, chapter 2. Hallelujah. See, we got to learn how to rejoice in the Lord. And those of us that will rejoice in the Lord will see the fullness of the blessing. Ephesians chapter 2 says this, And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, whom among whom also we all had our conversation or way of life in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us or made us alive together with, with Christ. By grace you are saved and have raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come on now. That's something to praise God for and rejoice about every day, every single day. Hallelujah. When you were an hour dead in our sins. Now, now I want you to understand something. This just is, it's just not at the beginning of our salvation, but it's all the time. It's a constant thing because even when we do what's not right, come on, hallelujah, he still died for us. He still lifts us up out of whatever it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He doesn't leave us there. Amen. He still lifts us up. His blood is still effective oh, for us. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I tell you, that's something to rejoice about. That God, who is rich in mercy for his great love. Oh, he took us from nothing. Huh? He took us from nothing and gave us a life. We didn't have a life before him. Oh, we were just, you know, we were the living dead before him. But then he came and he gave us a life. He gave us purpose. Come on, how many were just wandering through life, going here and there and trying this and that and just, you know, being used and abused. Our, you know what? Our lives were like a sad country song. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Come on now. It was like a sad country song. That's how our life was. But then Jesus came. Oh, my God. And he showed us a better way. He wrapped his loving arms around us. He cleaned us off. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Oh, that's why we can rejoice. He cleaned us off. He washed the dirt off of our face, off of our soul. Come on now. Come on. You know how it is. Mothers, when when a child falls down in, in the dirt, come on, you pick that child up, you you know, you, you take your hand or, or whatever you got and you wipe them off and you dust off the dirt from them and you clean them up. Come on now. You give them, you put them back in the right place. That's what God has done for us. He cleaned us up. Took away the old dirty life, huh? Now when people see us, come on now, they don't see what we used to be, huh? My God. They look at us now and say, wait a minute, something's changed about them. Hallelujah. I see something else now. I see who they really are. Oh, they see Christ, the Son of the living God in us. Amen? 
Huh? This is what God has done for us. This is why you can rejoice. This is why you can praise him. Hallelujah. Every day you should be living in joy. There's never a day that you should be down. We are seated together with him in heavenly places. Oh, my Lord. I tell you, God is good to us. This is what he did while we were dead in our sins. Hallelujah. While we were just acting up, he came to planet Earth. Hallelujah. Right there in the midst of the garden when Adam and, and, and Eve had sinned. Hallelujah. He sought them out. Ah, gave them a life. Glory to God. Gave them hope. Amen. That's what he, he gave them hope. Hallelujah. But he came. We've experienced him. We've experienced what he did for us. Hallelujah. He gave us a life in abundance to the full till it overflowed. Amen. Are you glad about it? Hallelujah. This is why we can rejoice in our life. Oh, we don't need to let anything get us out of the place of rejoicing. Amen. Are you there in, in 1 Timothy? Well, 1 Timothy chapter, chapter 1. And let's read from verse, verse 12. Paul says, Let's back it up actually to verse uh, verse number 9. Verse 8 actually. But, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for menslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for for uh, prejudiced persons, and and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. Then Paul says, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice Paul says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. That's rejoicing, isn't it? He said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer. Come on now. Isn't this is what we said? Who was before a blasphemer and a, a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorant, ignorantly in unbelief. Look, now Paul says even, I, that's why he is thanking God. He recognized that he was nothing without God. He said, I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. I, I persecuted the Jews, the, the, the Christians. This, this is what I was. But now I thank God, hallelujah, who enabled me. You know, see, if you don't thank him, you're not going to even understand that you are enabled, that he has given you an anointing to do. Hallelujah. Paul said, I thank God that he enabled me and counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. That's thanking God for service. Oh, glory to God. Aren't you glad today that you are called? Called to serve the Lord. Oh, now, now you're thinking that you're not called. Come on now. The Bible says that all of us are called to the ministry of reconciliation. He gave all of us a call, all of us a work to do. Hallelujah. 
Uh, and so he wants us to do what he has called us to do with joyfulness and gladness of heart. Um, God doesn't want us to serve him uh, uh, bitterly. Amen. He doesn't want us to serve him bitterly or with wrath uh, and, and, and doubting. No, that's not how God wants us to serve him. God wants us to serve him with joy. Hallelujah. He has given us the ability to do it. Now go to Matthew 25. I'm going to show you this. Matthew 25. Hallelujah. So the, 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 ser- the master that went away and gave his servants money. Matthew 25, starting at verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven, that's what we're talking about, is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And and so he that had received five talents came and brought five talents, saying, and listen closely, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. See, we just saw in First Timothy that Paul said, I thank God. I thank Christ, our Lord, who enabled me and, and who enabled me and counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. And we see here this, this uh, 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 master gave his servants uh, some money, right? Which is a service that they're, they're going to do. And so he gave them the talents and he left. And they were to do something with the talents that he gave. Notice how this one with five comes back. He was excited, wasn't he? Oh, Lord, hallelujah. If you read how, how he came to his master, he said, he says unto him, glory to God. In verse 20, he says, he, uh, and so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord. Thou, del- thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five more. That's just like saying, oh, he was excited. Look, look what I've done. He was excited about it, wasn't he? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord loves. Hallelujah. And the Lord said to him, oh, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Hallelujah. See, if you don't know how to rejoice in the Lord, hallelujah, over a few things. Hallelujah. He said, now I'm going to make you ruler over many. Glory to God. See, that's why you got to know how to rejoice. If you don't know how to rejoice over the one, if you don't know how to rejoice over the, you know, over the two, you're not going to rejoice when God gives you the many. You're not going to receive many because you're not rejoicing over the few. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why every day, come on now, we rejoice. We rejoice over the jobs that God gives us. Hallelujah. Oh, no. You know what? See, we rejoice in the beginning, don't we? We're real excited about it, huh, in the beginning. But then after a while, hallelujah. Oh, I got to go to this job. I'm sick of this job, huh? huh? But what God has given us, now we begin to curse. Hallelujah. Huh? We're not rejoicing in that which God gives us. How do you expect to get more, huh? If you're not rejoicing over that which God has given us. We take the things that God gives us and we begin to curse it. Say, ah, I don't want this. Tired of this job. And it was God that gave you the job. Come on now. It was God that gave you. Oh, you, then you get to kick in the car when it acts up, you know. You get to kick in the car. You know why? You don't understand the enablement. Hallelujah. The enablement that God has given you. See, if you are rejoicing in the Lord, when things don't seem to go right on the job, huh? If you are rejoicing, you would be uh, recognizing that he is Emmanuel. He is God with you. He is the power of God to change your environment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, oh, my Lord. But, but if you don't rejoice in him, you're not going to recognize these things. And so this, this, this is why the, the man with the five talents was able. He was able to increase. How he was able to increase because he was he was he gladly took what what his master gave him. He gladly took the five talents. Hallelujah. He rejoiced with the five talents. He didn't say, Well, I don't, I don't know why you just gave me five. I, I'm well, you know, I can I can do more than this. I don't know why you just gave me five talents and, and, and stop complaining about it. But he rejoiced with it. And he went out and he did and and, and increased that five. The same thing with the man that had two talents. Hallelujah. He was he gladly took it. He took the two. Look now, now he didn't say, Well, you just gave me two. And you gave him five. Hallelujah. But he rejoiced with the two that he had. Amen. Went out and increased the two that he had. But the one that he gave one to was a different story. Come on, twenty-four. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, listen, listen, listen very closely to this. Listen to the tone of which he says this. Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. Where is the joy? Come on now, where is the joy? Do, do, you, do you see joy in this anywhere? Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. Come on, where was the joy? He was full of bitterness. Come on now. Uh, he was full of bitterness. He didn't want to do. Uh, he didn't want to serve the Lord. He was bitter. Glory to God. He was slowful. He was a lazy servant. And his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slowful servant. He was wicked. And thou knowest, thou knowest that I reap where I sow, not gather where I have not stored. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my, my own with usury. But you know what? He was not able to do that because he did not he was not rejoicing in that which his Lord gave him. 
He wasn't rejoicing in that. He, you know, I, I, I well, I got just this one talent out. I, I don't even want to do this. I don't, I don't want to do this no more. You see that? No, no joy. When you don't have the joy of the Lord, when you're not rejoicing in the things that God gave you, in the service of God. We saw it in Deuteronomy 28. Because they didn't serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart. They went into captivity. Their enemies put a yoke of iron upon their necks. Hallelujah. This is what will happen when you don't rejoice in the things of God. Rejoice in your salvation. Rejoice in serving the Lord with gladness of heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad to be saved this morning. Are you glad to be saved this morning? I'm glad that Jesus died for me. Hallelujah. I'm glad. I'm glad to be in the ministry. Aren't you glad to be called to be in the ministry, to be in the church, to be in the house of God? I'm glad. Hallelujah. I'm grateful to God for what he has done. Glory to God for calling me. Oh, my Lord. You know what? It is not just in the good times, right? It's all the time. That's why David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That his praises shall continually be in my mouth. It doesn't matter whether it looks good or whether it looks bad. I'm not looking at the natural things. Oh, glory to God. Come on, let me give you one more. Let's go to Luke. St. Luke. St. Luke chapter uh, chapter 1. Chapter 1, let's, let's begin reading at verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And listen to what Mary says. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Come on now. What did Mary rejoice? Oh, she rejoiced. And the fact that she was to be used by God, she rejoiced. No, 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 was it going to be easy for her? No, it was not easy for her. Come on, now she had to go to this man and say, look, that she was engaged to, and say, look, I'm pregnant. 
Oh, my God. But Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto thee according to thy word. See, I'm not going to complain, God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to complain, huh? I'm not going to uh, uh, cry and mope about it, but I'm going to rejoice. Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto thee according to thy word. Oh, that's what God is looking for. Hallelujah. He's looking for somebody who will just rejoice in him. Rejoice in doing service for him. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Rejoice in being saved. Hallelujah. Ah, my God, my God. Mary didn't complain when the angel said these things to her. Uh, she, she was just a, a handmaiden. She was from a, 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 a low tribe. And then she goes to see Elizabeth. In verse 45, uh, in, in verse uh, 45, Elizabeth says, And blessed is she that believe, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Notice uh, Elizabeth said, And blessed is she that believe. See, we already established that our joy is connected to our faith, right? And see, if we believe that God has supplied everything, then we would always rejoice. Amen? We would always rejoice because we know we have everything all the time and we lack nothing. So Elizabeth tells Mary, uh, 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 blessed is she that believed there will be a performance huh, of those things that were told her of the Lord. And listen what Mary says. And Mary says, my soul doth magnify the Lord. In the midst of my situation, my soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. I'm rejoicing this morning in God, my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. Huh, he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. See, you know what? Uh, when, that's why God can give us more. That's why he can't lift us up. Because we're not rejoicing in the small things that he's given unto us. Oh, Mary could have said, no. I, come on now. You got to be kidding. I'm not going to have no baby. I'm not, you know, I ain't never know no man. You got to be kidding. God, this is, no, this ain't me. She could have been like the, like the man, the one with the one talent. And say, Lord, I, I knew you were hard. Oh, glory to God. But Mary said, no, uh, uh, you have regarded the lowest state of your handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, because I rejoice, come on now, because she rejoiced, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done unto me great things, and holy is his name. Glory to God. He that is mighty has done unto me great things, but we regard the things that God does for us as nothing. Oh, just as a little bit of stuff when God has done great things. Hey, glory to God. All God is waiting for you to just rejoice. Uh, and when you begin to rejoice, then things begin to open up. Things begin to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why Paul said, I thank God. I thank God. I thank Christ my Lord for enabling me. Whatever he gives me to do, he has enabled me to do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He has counted me faithful. Putting me in this ministry. Amen. Now, see, God wants us to rejoice uh, 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 in serving him. Mary rejoiced in serving him to be used by God. But there was a time when Moses, when God called Moses, come on now. He called Moses and Moses, 
was like, yeah, Lord, I love you and, and all this. But uh, 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 Moses began to complain, right? Moses said, no, the people will not believe that you sent me. And not only that, God, I can't speak. And God got angry with Moses. He said, who made the mouth? Who created the deaf, the dumb, the blind? He, God got angry with Moses because Moses was, did not believe. Oh, hallelujah. So because Moses didn't believe, Moses could not rejoice in the fact that God was calling him to do this great work. And when Moses can't, could not rejoice and did not believe in the call, now here he is. I tell you, we just don't, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't see it, do we? We don't see it. Listen, look at this closely. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3. Hallelujah. This is amazing. Actually, let's go to, yeah, let's go to chapter 3 first. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. He understood it was a great sight, right? Why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw nigh, draw not hither, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. All right? Now let's go over to chapter 4. Now chapter 4, verse 1 says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord have not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is in thy hand? And he said, A rod. All right, that's the first thing. And God shows him, the, gives him the rod. And ver, drop down to verse 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither hitherto for, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seen, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what to say. And he said, O oh my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. What, what, what happened there? What I want to point out here is that Moses was standing there in the presence of God. When he saw the burning bush, Moses was standing there in the presence of God. The bush was on fire, but the bush was not consumed, right? 
Moses was standing there talking to God out of the burning bush. How many miracles must God do in our life before we get to the point of where we really believe him? Before we get to the point where we will just rejoice in him? How many miracles will God have to do? Hallelujah. And so now Moses is standing here talking to God. God tells him that what's in your hand? Moses has a rod, a shepherd's rod in his hand. He throws it down and it becomes a snake. He sticks his hands in his bosom and it becomes leprous. Put it back and it becomes uh, smooth as baby skin again. Why? Why did now Moses say, Lord, they won't believe? Why did Moses say that, that they won't? I can't speak. It's because Moses was not rejoicing. All oh, and Moses just said, okay, Lord, I'm a, yes, hallelujah. You calling me, God. If you calling me, I'm standing here talking to you, Lord. And if you calling me, God, I know that you are the one who will enable me. You see, when you don't rejoice, you don't see the enablement. And you won't use the enablement that God gives you. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Your rejoicing will position you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you will just rejoice in the Lord, it will position you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, Mary went from one place to another. She said, you have regarded the lowest state of your handmaiden. She rejoiced and, there, and therefore her, her rejoicing in the Lord positioned her and lifted her up. Glory to God. Oh, but if she just refused to accept it. And she didn't rejoice. She said, no, I, no, this, this ain't happening to me. She never would have been blessed through all generations. All generations would not be calling her blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God wants us to rejoice in him. Rejoice in your salvation. Rejoice in being a disciple of the Lord. Amen. Rejoice in it. Rejoice in serving the Lord and do it with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength. Israel did not rejoice in the Lord and didn't serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. This is a season of rejoicing for the things that God has given us. He's given us himself. He's given us his life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Amen? And he wants us to rejoice in his life. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad about that this morning? Aren't you glad about everything that God has done for us? Aren't you glad about it? I am excited about it. Right where we are, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, you know what? It's not even like, you know, well, I'm excited because of where I'm going. Yes, we are excited because of where God has taken us. But I'm going to enjoy right where we are. Come on now. I'm enjoying right where we are. Amen. See, God wants you to enjoy right where you are in life. Right where you are right now. Don't say, well, I, I, once I get out of debt, then I can, I'll rejoice in the Lord. You know what? Yeah, he's going to get you out of debt. But he wants you to rejoice right now. Rejoice in him right now. You know, God, you're just good. You are my provider. You are taking care of me. Come on now. He wants you to rejoice right where you are right now. Don't wait till tomorrow to rejoice. Don't wait till things get better to rejoice. Do it right now. 
Amen. God bless you this morning. Come on, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. He is worthy. He is worthy of our worship, worthy of our praise. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for your life in abundance to the full till it overflows.